This is John Beathan, your host today on Alternative Health Tools, and this is episode 72, and it's titled Chef Lance Roll on Bone Broth. Good for me, because I knew absolutely nothing about bone broth. I'd heard a lot of people talk about it. I even know some people that have made it themselves. But today you're going to find out the history of it, the tradition of it, and we have rich resources and links on alternative health tools. Just look up episode 72, or you can actually do a search for Lance. And you're going to learn more about it from the Jade Institute Bone Broth and uh, Sally Fallon from her book, Broth is Beautiful. We'll find out about the hydrophilic molecule, which is really interesting, bio-individuality, and then references to Dr. Tom O'Brien on gluten, David Pittman's Mary's Chickens, and why you might want to consider throwing away your microwave oven. Welcome, Lance. John, great, great to be here on this beautiful Saturday in sunny San Diego. Yeah, I know. Southern California, man. It, it's like, how did you experience the winter this year here? Um, I was overjoyed with all of the rain and cold, and it yeah. brought lots of broth sales, so we were pretty happy. Yeah, I'll, I'll and, bet. And it, everything is green, John. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and it's like... The bone broth is the new hot chocolate in San Diego, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting there. I think there's still plenty of hot chocolate drinkers. So. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, sure. I like actually Mexican hot chocolate. That's my favorite. Yeah, of course. It's delicious. So a little bit, uh, you and I met at a Station Collab event. It was their broadcast, right? Yep. It was their open house, as far as I could tell. Yeah. Oh, it was really awesome. I absolutely love those people. And yeah, they're, it's a great venue and a great location to for healing. Uh-huh. And I think these little centers like Station Collab are seeming to pop up all over the place. Yeah, yeah. People well, are having they, people really need to come together in our field in this healing field because there's we need a lot of support. Yep. And um, that's basically what they said is like, hey, we're here to support each other and support you, and this is a place you can come to do lots of different things. So yeah, really cool, really cool location for us. Yeah. I actually the uh, last week I missed the uh, what was it. Uh, the elders did some little elders training, and given my age, folks, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I should have been there, but I missed it somehow. Now, they do all sorts of things. It was great. So what were you doing there? I mean um, – Yeah, I had you know met with Amy um, at a little Willow Tree event. Our, our children go to Waldorf schools. Oh, together. And, uh, nice. and so we have a connection there, and she reached out um, – three or four months ago and said, hey, would you sponsor and be a vendor at our fair out in Fallbrook? So, of course, I agreed and uh, brought my broth out there in a little tent. We haven't been doing farmer's markets, so it was kind of fun. Yeah. And, uh, we had a nice rainy day then as well. And uh, that was a few days before the sto- station collab event. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I was there to just uh, be part of the wellness community. And uh, everyone in that community believes in bone broth and you know, the most important thing about bone broth is that it's bone broth. It's real, traditional, the art and craft of traditional healing bone broth, which is what we're working on over here at the Flavor Chef. Yeah, the fla- you know, I was really glad to meet you there. And we didn't, uh, 
we didn't waste any time getting into a conversation. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, like I said, in this field, it seems like, you know, more and more times with us, you know, we, we got a small segment of the, of the, of the population in general, Yeah. but uh, that population is active. We're, we're, we're the uh, 10 percenters that are always on the field Yeah. and not the 10%, not the 90% sitting in the stands and driving through the drive-thru. We're, we're on the field of helping people. We're on the, we're in the field of, you know, we have mission statements to heal the planet. We have, uh, you know, this type of podcast where we're just continually sending things out to people saying, Hey, we have this option. Here's what's out here. Yeah. Here's how you, here's how you can improve your life. Yep. Here's how you can stay out of the system, which is basically, um, uh, as my, one of my f- mentors friends would say, you know, it's a cut in, it's a cut in, uh, it's a nasty cut out and, and throw pills at system in terms of healthcare yeah. And um, slash and burn, you know, like, hey, we'll just take that gallbladder out and you'll be fine. Yeah. Too bad <laughs> your body can't really function too well without that gallbladder. Yeah. But and, hey, uh, but so that- lots of things like that. So I'm really glad to be like I said, that was there was at least two or three Chinese herbalists there who um, are part of the community. And then they have acupuncture and they have, um, you know, they were doing Qigong, which was amazing. I thought that was really a beautiful part of the ceremony that night, some beautiful bowls and sound healing, all stuff I know you're familiar with. And of course, many of the audience may not be familiar with that, but you know, they're hearing more and more about it and they're experiencing it in local uh, yoga, yoga community type centers or from their, from their Chinese herbalist and um, finding that they're being successful in treating themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, Everybody that listens to this podcast knows that the reason Alternative Health Tools exist is that my co-host, Lisa Thorpe, and I, we discover new and alternative health tools from practitioners and experts. That would be you. And mm, uh, so I would be. Thank you. I, yeah. So I like to enter always into the conversation like I don't know anything about bone broth, which for this show is actually true. And yeah, you had said that, uh, I think you said Jimbo's had a special deal going on bone broth. Well, I haven't been by there, but I will be going by later on this afternoon. So I, I'm really curious about where this whole thing or when this whole thing got started. How, you know, I, I have my suspicions that it's been around for eons. Absolutely. So the um, the bone broth, uh, healing bone broth. I mean, I could. I'll do two quick journeys. The first one will be sort of the traditional journey, which is uh-huh. basically, you know, from the Chinese herbalists and Chinese medicine, um, and just from cultures around the globe, not just China, Korea, Southeast Asia communities, Thai, Vietnam. Uh, you've got all those communities. You've got Eastern European mm-hmm. philosophies with bone broth. You've got Northern Nordic philosophies, of course, with bone bone broth using you know using fish um caribbean uh fish and 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 land animals in different places where the tradition was you know basically you didn't have an option you didn't have a store so people would you know communities were together they were um raising animals potentially raising crops potentially wild harvesting food and they would you know have this wonderful uh honor for the tradition of the food and um they never didn't want to waste anything so 
people started, you know, at some point in time, and in, in, uh, it, is, it is actually mentioned in antiquity, meaning back in the day of Hippocrates in those days. So there's some mention of bones being simmered with water and herbs. And oh, as really? we know from herbalism, uh, from herbal traditions, from uh, from traditional healing in general, that herbs are very powerful and they come in different forms and, and you can use them in different ways to create healing. And so the community, the indigenous peoples knew intuitively that, you know, hey, if we can put place these bones now that we can't chew into a liquid, simmer them over a fire um, and add vegetables maybe, or like I said, roots or different things, or mushrooms, whatever they had, create sort of an elixir. And then they found as they gave it to their infirmed that the infirmed would feel better and they would, they would, they would feel better. And part of it, I really want to bring this out early in the conversation is mm-hmm. part of it is the energy, John, the energy that goes from the healer to the, to the needed to be healed. And that energy is called love, and that love is the power that powers the universe. And um, it's a powerful energy, and we we know from many studies through metaphysical studies that love heals and uh, breath work. I mean, you, there's we yeah. can't go into every modality of healing in this show, but to bring it back to bone broth, so there was an energetic exchange, and so part of that was my my whole thing. Love is the ultimate spice. And so there's an energy exchange. I have a, you'll really like this too. So I'll move from that. That's sort of the traditional thing to the sort of my journey with it. Sure. And my journey as a chef. So I, again, intuitively knew at some point in time that I was going to be a chef. And I will clarify that I, I'm over 30 years a chef and I started in my 20s and or teens really. And I always had a proclivity towards um, wanting to be around food. And we had a garden growing up on Long Island, and we had the barbecues in the summer. My mom was European, so Jew, oh, yeah. Jewish, Jewish European. So she was always making roasts and baked potatoes and food. And we had food on the table. And we were, when we were kids, we didn't, you know, my mom was like, you're not watching TV. You're going out to play in the mud and, and chase salamanders and pick up toads and <laughs> grab gardener steaks and, you know, have fun. And in the winter, we played ice hockey on the pond. And, you know, and we played stickball in the spring. And we played, you know, we did all these things as children. And, of course, I was always around food and always enjoyed food anyway. So that was like sort of – and I believe, and mm-hmm. I think people would associate with this, that people are giving gifts. You know, they're giving gifts. They have uh, all kinds of personality profiles you can determine. And, and my gift was food and taste and palate development. I don't uh, – I'm working on my art and handcrafting sometimes and drawing, and it's I'm finding some good work with that too. But um, the truth is, is I make food really taste really good, and that's what I did my whole life. So, you know, even when I was a kid in college, you know, I was the one bringing sandwiches to the events and cooking Thanksgiving dinner for my roommates, you know. Oh, great. Um, and then I got into the professional thing. I, I was uh, 1988, started in professional kitchen. Um, and again, it was, we were always making broths and stocks. It's part of European kitchen. It's part of the background. Uh, Escoffier one, Escoffier one said, the founder of modern French cuisine, that, you know, stock was the foundation of all cooking, you know. And so that's even mentioned in Nourishing Traditions and some other books. So we'll just fast forward through 18 years for the sake of time. Sure. Um, Around 2006, I was going through a lot of transition. Um, I had, like I said, 18 years in the field. Uh, The last of those 18 years, I was teaching culinary at San Diego Culinary Institute here in um, San Diego. And um, one of my students 
came to me one day around middle of 2006 and said, hey, I have this institute over here that's looking for me to do food. I want to go cater a five-day retreat. And I said, hey, man, let me help you out with it, you know? Because he was just a student. So we went over. It happened to be Paul Check and the Czech Institute. Oh. Oh, and yeah. so Paul Check was an, is an amazing guy and a great friend of mine to this day. And, you know, there are no coincidences. I met Paul Check at the perfect time in my own healing journey and um, started to uh, cook for the Czech Institute and their practitioners, which is being done to this day. Um, it's been the backbone of my business, my catering business, my food philosophy. And so uh, Paul handed me nourishing traditions and he said, you know, when you cook for my people, you're going to use this book and you're going to cook this type of food. He was also into metabolic typing as well as a rotation diet, which he still talks about and wants people on a rotation diet, which is basically eating one protein a day, um, chicken one day, beef the next day, you know, fish the next day, maybe beans, legumes the next day. And, um, and that's morphed a bit, but, um, but essentially that's what was happening at the time. So we started catering for them. I got a hold of the nourishing traditions after 18 years, started ripping through that book because he wanted me to cook that food. I was moving out of uh, my professional career into my own business. And so I really needed to learn a lot about, I was like, wow, organic food heals, you know, his book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, was the book that really changed my life as well, and all about organic soil. So sometime in that transition, we moved into 2007, I transitioned even more, I met my beautiful bride in June, and Susanna. Yeah, nice. and and uh, was cooking for the institute fully on my own now, not supported by any other working for anyone entrepreneur. I didn't even know I was an entrepreneur. Truth, truthfully, I didn't know what it was called, but I was making my ends meet through catering and whatnot, meal deliveries, and cooking for the Czech Institute and for Paul Czech himself. And um, somewhere around this is a bona fide truth. It's been on like fifty podcasts or more at this point. Um, around it was eleven eleven oh seven, and I know the date because I recently about three years ago went and found like when did that actually happen because people are asking me i started podcasting in 2012 like when did you get this vision and so i found a little article i'd saved in word and it was just called the stock article and there it was original date 11 11 07 and it was like 11 o'clock at night that i was writing it because i got back at home and i was literally in the parking lot at cardiff market yep and here here in lucadia california or cardiff california i should say and um you know, boom, you know, this ton of bricks hit me in the head and it was like, you're going to bring bone broth to the market. I'm like, I'm going to do what? Uh, yeah, you're going to bring bone broth to the market. So I went home, wrote this article, started working on it, said, this is my, this is my vision. And of course I was learning from articles from like a uh, Townsend newsletter was one of the first articles from 2005. If you want to research that Townsend newsletter, 2005 bone broth, um, Jade Institute, and a few other, the base, I mean, there was probably at that time, maybe half a dozen articles on bone broth, aside from Sally Fallon's book mm -hmm. and Sally Fallon's article, Broth is Beautiful, uh, which came out in early 2000. Those were about it on the resources about the benefits of bone broth, you know? So, um, took fast forward again, we'll, uh, moving along, got married, had a baby, did a little, all these different things. Great story on that one too. We do it with a real preconception diet and all these things. And, and I ended up, uh, 2011 with working with the local practitioner here, uh, nutritionist. And she asked me, could you just put this in a package to bring it to my clients? So we were at that point making, um, traditional bone broth based on the nourishing traditions book, uh, simmered 18. We came up with 18 hour simmer on the chicken. Uh, and we were only doing chicken broth at the time. 
And uh, so we finally put it in a package and started selling it in San Diego. And by January, by October of 2012, I got on my first podcast, which was Underground Wellness with Sean Croxton. Mm-hmm. And uh, that launched me into the national thing. At the time, you had the number one health and wellness podcast on iTunes, which, again, you imagine 2012. Sure. iTunes wasn't nearly as big as it is today. Yeah. And there wasn't like there wasn't a thousand podcasters, you know. There was this kind of new in the podcast world, I think. Or people were doing it, but I was unaware of it. But it was definitely way smaller than it is now. And so yeah, we got like calls from all over the country, like ship me this broth tomorrow. Like I want this bone broth you're talking about. And um so we knew there was a need. In January of thirteen, we opened up the brothery.com, yeah. which is now which is now bonebroth.com and we own both domains, but we had taken out bone broth. So just rewind a quick second. In 2008, I took out um, three trademarks. The first one was the flavor chef. The second one was broth is good for you, promotes a healthier you. And the third one was love is the ultimate spice. So we took out three trademarks. The business coaching at the time said, Hey, if you believe in your product just trademark it. So I did. I hired a trademark attorney, got those trademarks and, and really broth is good for you, promotes a healthier you. This is the part I know you're going to like. It's a smiley face. <laughs> and the smiley face actually came from my dad, who was a, um, a very early um, user of biokinesiology, of behavioral kinesiology. Hmm. And uh, we were doing energy work with my soccer team in 1981. And one of the things we were doing was everyone had smiley faces. And, you know, when you smile, your energy goes up. And my dad put my arm out. Put, put his fingers on my, my thymus here and push my arm down with a smiley face that I couldn't, you know, as strong as could be, showed me the sad face and down my arm went. Oh. You know, it's like this energy testing. And yeah. uh, oh, sure. so, I, I, so in his honor, I used the smiley face as my trademark to infuse, again, just another infusion of energy into our product. Yes. So people see our product, they see the smiley face, and they smile. Yes. And that, that smile is instant energy uh, pos- in the positive form. And so we say broth is good for you, promotes a healthier you. Yeah. And, uh, and part of that trademark, again, was as I learned a lot about bone broth, one of the big misconceptions right now is that bone broth is kind of part of a protocol. I'm hearing a little feedback right now. Okay. Are you hearing that? No. no. Okay, perfect. Then I'll keep going. So the um, – the idea of bone broth, John, is that bone broth is part of a protocol. Uh, it's part of everything you're doing. It's part of drinking clean water and enough water. It's part of going eating organic food. It's part of potentially being uh, in a yoga community or doing breathing or, you know, um, moving away from, you know, uh, toxic diets and toxic chemicals on your body. So you're kind of doing all these things. You may be working with a nutritionist, trying to lose some weight, trying to get more energy, fix a gut problem. Well, we've learned and from, from even antiquity again, that all disease begins in the gut. So the big thing about bone broth promoting a healthier you is that bone broth is full of bioavailable, nutrient-dense collagen, gelatin, amino acids, minerals, and uh, bioavailable, meaning it's food. The body recognizes food and can take that food, and immediately with bone broth, it's immediately usable. It's uh, kind of a pre-digested, in a sense, is what Kayla Daniel would say. And because of that, it becomes a very great um, – promoter of health so if you're struggling with almost any immune condition you drink bone broth and it 
you know, again, it's like we were talking about yesterday. It's like this experience you have with it, you know, yeah. and it's because it's food and it's well made. Um, and it could be your homemaker. Um, it could be me if, if you're buying it from my product. Um, and it's an experience you have with that product. So that was kind of the relationship that was happening with the, the caregiver and the healer. Um, with the bone broth in communities of old. And then, of course, um, you throw it into modern society in 2014, and you've got a bunch of spinoffs and whatnot. But yeah. uh, so we so we at the brothery, we like to say the brothery is a brand that I own, and we're probably going to be bringing this brand back this year. But the uh, so the, the vision is to restore, already to restore, believe it or not, and preserve the art and craft of brew of traditionally brewed bone broths and meaning so we're going to follow that mo to sort of bring it to people and uh create that niche really to, to recreate our niche already um of having that artisan crafted product that's uh well made um and those kind of things so that's sort of the nutshell of it um we can get into more questions and details but the well, idea the most important thing is gut health yeah. And and we know that from you don't have to ask me or believe me or John. You can go to the Nutritional Therapy Association. You can go to almost any clinician and nutritionist right now and they will believe that. And the, and again, the reason is biologically 80% or more of your immune system is in your gut system. Yep. There's so much material on the gut brain connection. Yep. And uh, whole books and studies have been done on it. And well, so, and I and I follow Dr. David Perlmutter, who who wrote Grain Brain. He's a neurologist, right. and he went down the rabbit hole, or continues to go down the rabbit hole on um, gut health as a and and brain function. So sure. So yeah, I mean you're spot on. So it's really interesting while you were talking. I, I had this rich image. I used to live in New Mexico, and I had a dog Maggie who was half coyote and half Malamute. And mm. so when she was outside, she was chasing rabbits and often would run them right down. But I remember going to the butcher and getting uh, dog bones, you know, and I remember I would like, I'd actually stick them in the freezer and bring one out of the freezer and it would entertain her. She would sit there for a whole day just trying to get that bone marrow out, you know? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, and, I, so there, I, yeah, go ahead. That's to say, very early in this, somewhere between 07 and 11, I was doing a bunch of different things to make money, and one of them was teaching classes on safe, safety and sanitation. Uh -huh. And I had, a, I had a Caribbean doctor in one of my classes, and he came up to me, and he just said to me, he said, I want you to know with your bone broth that, it's, that is, it has been proven that cultures that eat bone, mm -hmm. either chewing the bone like your dog did, or simmering them to extract the nutrients like your bone broth. Yeah. They live longer. They have they have what he calls, I mean, basically a building block, or I think he called it in, like their edifice. I think he used the word edifice, like their their structure, their formal structure is better. Yeah. They feel better. They're stronger. They, they they can't be knocked over. I mean, Jesus said, you know, build your house on sand and you know, or build your house on a strong foundation. And um not gonna preach Jesus, but that's in the Bible too. Yeah, sure. You know, and this the strong foundation is the really idea that um you know, this is what bone broth is doing. Yeah. It's creating a strong foundation so that you could be, um, I'm trying to think of the word constitution. Yeah. My son, my son's been on bone broth since he was a baby. He's seven. And again, I could count the times on one hand that he's had a, a, even an infection. 
Uh-huh. Um, he's never been on antibiotics. He doesn't. Of course, we didn't vaccinate him. But uh, you know, essentially, he's a, he doesn't. He goes to school. We go to a Waldorf school, and there could be sickness running through the kids, and he goes to school. And he stands up to their sickness. I mean, he's had a little here and there, but, you know, none of these down and out two week uh, ear infections or something crazy. Yeah. So I get the sense that bone broth is nutritionally dense. Yeah. And let's let's clarify that, too. The the bone broth is nutritionally dense, um, again, based on preparation. So we 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 know we know that you're an expert Mm -hmm. in water. And, um, you know, my product is made with, so we were using originally the Carlsbad spring water, mm-hmm. um, and now we're using Palomar Mountain spring water. Yep. And it was just a based on delivery thing. But again, my mentor, Paul Check, it's the only water he'll drink. Um, in 2012, it was, it was named one of the top five waters in the world. It comes from a pristine source up here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It comes down in a stainless steel truck, and it gets pumped from our, 60 gallon tanks into our stainless steel kettles so the the system is is pretty clean yeah and the reason i bring that up is because bone broth is mostly water that's the transmuter of the of the nutrients so we were talking again i was talking about this i will continue to talk about this but the nutrient density comes from the process mm-hmm. so in other words you can't throw a bunch of bones in a pot and again that some people ask me about instant pots or pressure cookers and I don't use them I don't make comments on them if that works for you it works for you but the traditional method mm-hmm. is to simmer them low and slow over a long period of time um that period of time for us economically is 18 hours and we find the most uh benefit around that time and then for the beef bones about 24 hours there'll be people who claim 48 72 i just don't think it's necessary Mm -hmm. i think we get i look i could see the bones have been completely depleted after that amount of time especially the chicken bones because they're young animals um they live their whole life but they're young in the sense that they're only uh 67 to 72 days old uh birth to death and 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 uh cows are two to our cows are two 28 to 32 months on pasture uh-huh. So it's a much, a much laboring, lum, lumbering animal. And uh, um, there's some interesting comments on bone broth through Ayurveda and through Indian philosophy. And the Ayurveda, by the way, is another philosophy that loves bone broth. They preach bone broth. They tell their students, my, my, one of my number one doctors, because we, we're creating the doctor's bone broth is what we're in the market to do this in the next three months. It's like we want to be the doctor's bone broth. Yeah. And the reason is because we follow these traditional methods. So Dr. Kulri Chaudhry, I'll do a name drop. She's on uh, Oz all the time, and she's an Ayurvedic naturopathic doctor, medical doctor, MD, not, not, not uh, some other type of clinician, but literally an MD, and she refers us hundreds of clients. So she's amazing. But, yeah, in the Ayurvedic tradition, there's some interesting things about whether you're going to eat uh, chicken or beef depending on your constitution, your, yeah. your, uh, the way they describe it. So, so the nutrient density comes from that, a low, slow simmer. And we also use a you know, slew, you know, 30 pounds or more in every batch of vegetables. So mm. we have a carrot, mm-hmm. celery, mm-hmm. onions. We have a small component of ginger, garlic, lemons. Um, this is all in our base bone broth. And I'm getting we, hungry. Yeah, it's pretty it's – a, it's a pretty <laughs> – no. um, our product again, if it's made correctly, you know it's a it's a what they call a protein sparer. So it literally satisfies you. They say the brothing part of the juicing and detoxing and fasting um, is the uh, 
because of the protein, you sort of feel sustenance and sustained. Um, again, for recovery, like injury, ath- athletic injury, su- surgery, cancer, the recovery part is it's so easy to get into your system. You know, you drink the bone broth, it's available immediately to your body. And lastly, isolation. Bone broth is not an isolated product. It's got type 1, type 2, type 3 collagen. It doesn't have one mineral uh, isolated or two minerals. It has a whole list of, of trace minerals that you're getting, glutathione, a whole list of, of uh, nice. uh, amino acid complex, not just one or two, but it's high in glycine, high in uh, glutamine, high in all these other things and that are proteins that your body can utilize immediately. So we have what I like to call just basically a complex mm-hmm. and and again when we have uh, paul check standing in front of a camera with it with my coconut soup and he's talking about it and he's a thoughtful man about his food and he's looking in and he's saying this is molecular that's the term i like to use because our body's made of molecules yep. and atoms and they're saying yes they're saying yes to this and um they're it's, saying a, yes it's the same it's, with it's, water it's the same with water and i was going right. to com- I was also going to comment on um, what you're doing different using the Palomar water is you're probably, it's quite possible that um, you're simmering 18 hours, let's say, and uh, which is which is less and maybe not as much required because of the quality of water you're using instead of. Yeah. And again, and again, the whole system, I mean, I think it was you or someone told me recently, hey, the water out there is getting worse and worse and yep, worse. That's what I said. Um, Yep. Municipal, municipal systems are terrible. Yeah. And um, unless you're using an extremely good fill, I mean, we're talking about thousands of gallons of water. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking a little bit about companies that may be potentially much bigger than I am making bone broth. And mm-hmm. y- if you think that they're using these high end filters to filter their water, they're probably, some of them aren't even using filters. Mm-hmm. They're just saying water. They're just, they're just taking the tap water, putting it in. And, yeah. and I've seen, nasty videos online of tap water when it's reduced oh, yeah. and what it's yeah. like oh my god it's ridiculous yeah. so we're taking again we take healing seriously mm-hmm. and we've had bona fide many uh people tell us about their 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 documented and hey this products help me and um so we don't make doctors claims on the bone broth we just make what people are are using utilizing and the so the reason again i just take no chances and by using palmer mountain spring water i'm bypassing i'm bypassing everything it's coming out of this deep well it's going through a uv which is required into a stainless steel truck it's coming down literally down the mountain to my to my facility and going into my tanks and going into my kettle. So there's no chance for, for, for thing. It has a little micron filter to pull out any solids. Yeah. And then, and of course, and that, so I think that as a carrier, that's really important to, to our, to me personally and yeah. to people that are buying our product. Awesome. So one thing I wanted to mention, um, is that it's real obvious to me that it would be great for people that are actually having digestive problems, trying to digest like red meat or chicken or anything else. Sure. Well, again, the, the, this is this goes back to this goes back to science, and um, Pottinger in the early studies in the '30s was as uh, working with uh, his cats and different things. Francis Pottinger, mm-hmm. he he uses this term hydrophilic, and broth is hydrophilic in that it helps draw water mm-hmm. into your system, which helps you digest your food. So it's taking, um, again, uh, I have to sort of get that definition. I always kind of mess that definition up, but hydrophilic is the word, and that's what brought this. So it helps you digest, um, and it helps you digest grains. It helps you digest 
beans. It helps you digest meats because it, it helps digest those proteins, um, especially cooked food, mm-hmm. mainly in relation to cooked food. And most people eat cooked food. Yeah. You know, we're not um, – a lot of us have trouble with raw food. Um, I know my wife cannot handle raw kale. She just can't. It's just something in her system. It's too hard to digest for her. But, of course, kale is a superfood, and people drink it all the time raw, and they, they're okay. And uh, we also have a, a other thing we like to say, John, you know, and that is uh, – Bio-individuality, you know? Bio-individuality. It was a big topic at the NTA conference last in, in March where we sponsored again. We're a sponsor for the Nutritional Therapy Association and Weston A. Price and Price Pottinger because we, we believe in those organizations. And uh, the bio-individuality is important because, you know, what might be good for you may not be good for me. Yeah. You know, um, I recently went off uh, all alcohol. I, well, that's been like three years. But, you know, to me, it's just a, my body just rejects it, you know, yep. and I can't eat, I can't drink even if I wanted to. Um, and I didn't have to quit drinking. I, I could if I wanted to. It just makes me feel bad. Yeah. Um, I had some gluten this week and I knew it makes me feel bad. It makes my shoulder flare up. And uh, but I took I took it. I was like, okay, well, I, like Paul Check told me literally, like, Lance, you can, you know, something could cause you something as long as you know what the ramifications are when you drink it yes. or eat it, then you just deal with those symptoms. Yes. And yes. maybe it goes through. And Dr. Tom would, Dr. Tom O'Brien, another good friend of, the, of myself and, and, and potentially a guest of yours if you want to be introduced to him. Uh, you know, he, he's, he, he said something about gluten and he's, he did the, you know, the gluten summit and uh, autoimmune fix and different things. And, and he, said you know if you're responding to gluten every time you put it like a, even a, a kind of a almost celiac but if you put a little bit of gluten in your body you have at least 30 days to recover from that yeah so it takes that long to get it out of your system yep so the one, one last thing about bone broth too it said you know that some of the amino acids are healthy to detox your body mm-hmm. so mostly the um uh, I'm brain farting on the detox uh, amino acid, but it's in there. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Hey, it's yeah. it, you know it's Saturday morning. You know it's probably at the end of a long week. I want to ask you. Here's something that's really impressive about BoneBroth.com, which is um, it, it's a great website, but also there's a little tab there called Lab Analysis. Now, the reason yes. I go awesome is because in with Alkaway USA, you know it's like. The people that actually end up with our product are the people that do the research and actually re- read the lab results, and most people don't. But but I was really impressed that actually there's several different analyses here, and stellar, fantastic. And they, thank you. And they will be redone as well this year. Uh-huh. Um, there's new label laws out. So uh-huh. it's one of those things as a company, small company, we're trying to figure out you know how to budget for it. But we have to basically redo all the nutrition labels, yeah, uh, because of FDA laws. Yes, um, but yes, we will be doing that. We we did originally as well have a lead test done on our product. That's out there. We have no lead in our bone broths, um, no heavy metals in general at all. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The book Nourishing Broth, uh, we started with that one, and then yeah, with the lab analysis is so that you know because. A computer can't really tell you what's in bone broth because it can't compute the 18 or 24 hours of what's happening with the product. So we literally have to take our solid frozen product. And this is going to, truthfully, John, for your audience, it's coming out pretty quickly. You should look for new. We'll be putting new results up probably within a month or two. Okay. Uh, it, takes, it takes two to four weeks just to get the results back. Yeah. But uh, it is an initiative on my plate 
to um, just get finance and get these done because uh, we, we need to know what's out there, especially as we move into the doctor's bone broth market. Oh, we know. also we also create two. So I'm, I'm glad you noticed that. And we do take we do take, um, you know, so just like we like I said, we're very transparent. You could go to our suppliers page. Yep. You could go to every single one of their web lights. You could see what what the chickens are eating, what the what the cows, the certified organic gap level four and higher grass certified grass fed cows are eating uh-huh. while they're eating grass. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you can see that our chickens are verified non GMO. So we put that in. We're not personally verified non-GMO, but the chickens are. Uh-huh. Of course, uh, the vegetables we use are not necessarily uh, in the GMO market. So we're all – and all of our, everything we do is certified organic. So it basically precludes any GMOs. Yeah. But the important, the important part of the chicken was, you know, I met with, one, uh, with David Pittman uh, a few years ago up at Mary's Chicken. And about 30 to 30% at the time of the organic feed coming in was being rejected because of GMOs. That's oh. organic feed coming from organic farms. So that's where the Verify prob- program comes in. And again, for me, taking no chances, folks. Yeah. Taking no chances. If you want to heal, you can't be eating GMOs and healing at the same time. We know that GMOs right. are, are not good. And um, I, again, I'm not a scientist on that, but I, I read, do, do, I'm a researcher as well. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to eat GMOs. I don't want my son to eat them. I don't want my wife to eat them. And we are just suffering as little guinea pigs down here with the GMO yeah. people. Yeah, I, and, I put that in the class of eating food that's uh, reheated or cooked using microwaves. It's the same thing. Yeah, we even have companies out there that are like, yeah, if you're in a pinch, just put our bone broth in the microwave. It's like, I think it's in, I'll try to get a note for you, but it's in nourishing broth maybe. Uh-huh. That I, Literally with bone broth, you never, of course, we have it right on our package. Do not microwave. End of the story. We have, I think we we had a link on the old site. If it's not up there, we had a link to Mercola's article on mm-hmm. basically throw away your microwave. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just get rid of it because it's, you know, there's countries, entire countries on the planet yeah. that will not, that I think Russia, it's illegal to have a, a microwave. Right. Yeah. Because they've done the research and it's yeah. terrible. And you've got companies, well-meaning, maybe not so well-meaning, but um, hey, if you're in a rush, put our put our package in a microwave and you know microwave it in the plastic container. Like, really? Yeah. You're trying to heal people. Yeah. What are you selling? You know, come right. on now. No, never put ours in. Just take the time. You know, somebody asked me about, and we could talk a little bit about this in a minute, but you know, uh, this uh, idea. But yeah, the idea is this is fresh, frozen. It's about as good as you can get. And yes, please don't put it in a microwave, everybody, and uh, throw that microwave away and just put it on a stove. Yeah, do you, do you know about induction stoves? What's that? Uh, do you know about induction stoves? Yep, I have a couple induction burners. Um, yeah, we, induction burner, right. Yeah, induction burners are great. They, they just heat, and you have to use stainless steel. Yeah. Yeah, so my, my, my sister a month or so ago, I was up in Oregon helping her out, and she had one, and it was just like, whoa. I mean, it's just like fast. So it's just yeah, they're, like – They're very fast. The main thing about, again, with those induction murders is you do need to be careful you don't overcook because they yeah. get hot super fast. Yeah. But yeah. they're su- super clean energy, and we use them for indoor cooking and whatnot, so um, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, so the uh, any what's up? What else, John? What's going on? Well, actually, where can people get your product? Where are you distributed? Right on the website, like you said, transparency. It's like it lists all the retailers. 
Yeah, we got all the retailers. We're we're out. We're mostly throughout Southern California. We're pretty yeah. much dom- dominating San Diego. And I will say this: the main thing is we're in no we're in no corporates at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, our largest corporate account is probably Bristol Farms, and they only have about twelve stores, so they're mm-hmm. not quite corporate. Uh, but no Whole Foods, no Sprouts, no Vons, no Ralphs, no Safeways, nothing like that. So mostly local independent grocers that are featuring. Um, certified organic foods like air one in LA, mm-hmm. um, those places. And of course we love bonebroth.com. You know, we want people to go there and buy mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. We have a very reasonable cost at free shipping, um, at one thirty five or more. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get your bone broth for about, uh, you know, fairly, you know, and we, and again, we have tons of people that buy a two pack or a three pack and we just basically want people to buy more. Right. Um, because one or two broths is going to get them a flavor idea yep. and a taste. But again, the test really is how does it look? How does it perform the next day? You know, what does it look like the next day in a glass jar? Um, which again is right in our packaging. How to how to care for this product? Mm-hmm. But um, the main thing is it gels. Yeah, we got tons of gelatin in the beef, tons of gelatin in the, and that's the gelatin collagen, and um, even our coconut soup, which is eighty two percent bone broth. So yeah, we have a couple other products up there too. So bonebroth.com, local retailers. If you're in Southern California, we've got a couple outside of California. We have a couple in Albuquerque area, New Mexico. We have one out in uh, Sedona. We've got a couple odd and ball stores. One up in Oregon. Where in Oregon? Uh, Salem. Yep. It's called Life Source Naturals. Yep. They carry our product. And uh, we just did get some distribution this year, so we're looking to expand a little bit. But, uh, you know, for most of the podcast listeners that are in America, of course, yeah. we're only in America. We can't get outside the borders. Uh, we are in all 50 states. And uh, just contact us if you have any questions. You okay. Know. What is your – I'm going to ask, what's your most popular package or product you have you're selling? It, the certified organic chicken bone broth. Yep. That's number one seller. Um, it's the most common. Uh, beef's are a close second. Um, we haven't done a lot of marketing on our AIP product. Mm-hmm. And the AIP product is the traditional bone broth mm-hmm. minus a lot of ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's just carrots, celery, mm-hmm. parsley, water, and bones. Yeah. Uh, none of our products... The beef and coconut soup have a small amount of salt in it. The rest of the products have no salt in them. Uh-huh. So we have seven products. We do have a vegan product as well, which is under development, but available on the website. Wow, that's we're, fun. We're not making any claims about it. We call that no bone broth. <laughs> and, uh, rockin' roots, vegetables, and herbs. And truthfully, we're, we're going to be seeking out a couple of uh, you know our, our vegan friends yes. to um, – help us formulate. Oh, uh, awesome. That's great. So probably Dr. Colry Chaudhry might give us some information. We're going to take a, three or four people and just kind of help them tweak our formula. So we're basically trying to create a bone broth, uh, a no bone broth for those that don't eat bones. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, and uh, the, the, the vegetable component as well um, is somewhat missing from most bone broths. We have a lot of veggie in our bone broth, but most bone broths have very little vegetables in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are as simple as bone and water. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we like to make it flavorful because we're the flavor chef. Our AIP products are amazing. And of course, they're pet friendly. So if you are feeding your little one, um, you want to use those because they don't have garlic and onions. And uh, But we've had hundreds of people mm-hmm. tell us they feed them the regular product without a problem. So Yeah. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to getting into this. This will be fun. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. You know, before we go, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, but I have one last question. We love to ask everybody, which is, 
if there was one thing, whether it's a health tip or living well or just anything you think everybody needs to know, what would it be? I would say to love yourself. Mm. Give yourself a break. That's what I'm telling myself today. <laughs> uh, like I need to give myself a break today and just love who I am and what God's doing in your life. Um, you know, and that would be today's tip. I think on a more practical level, I always tell people to get their feet in the sand yeah. or their feet, on, their feet on the earth. Grounding. Feel that connection. If you're in a cold, rainy area, then just take off your shoes and let that rain hit you in the face and just understand that the you know every morning i was this morning five o'clock a huge amount of birds in my yard yes the birds are singing today lance you know the, the birds are singing <laughs> i i was doing that this morning too about five o'clock yeah. oh yeah you know, every morning you know, the, the birds are singing man everything is okay yeah you know there's so much fear out there you know and it's just yeah. like Give yourself a break, man. Love yourself. I'm going to be on a radio show, which will be too late for this podcast, but with Heather Dane on Tuesday called Love Yourself to Great Health. So Yeah. Great. Sort of the theme in my life right now. That's awesome. Anything else you want to cover? Because, man, you said a lot. And, I, yeah. I get, and I'll, be doing, I, I'll be doing show notes, as you know, so I've got my work cut out for me. I'll absolutely. Make- well, you know um, – you got a great program, and I feel like this is one of my, a really top interview for me. I'm getting cleaner and better. Um, I would say the last the last note might be especially because when it comes to bone broth, yeah, it's like it's like anything. Don't settle. You know, there's so much marketing out there. Oh, I uh, know. Paul check Paul check warned me when there's a lot of marketing behind something. You know, just be careful. Um, you know, uh, so just be careful with that. Go go for the real, genuine yep. thing and. Make it yourself. Yep. Um, enjoy that process of healing, and uh, just just uh, be aware that that's there, and and we're here to we're here to serve. Yeah. So, and love, and love, love is the ultimate spice. Like I said earlier, it's one of our trademarks, and you know when you when you have that love in your life, you know whether it's your passion, your significant other, your child, you know your your job, whatever it is, you know that it just makes. You know, your immune system is loving you for that, truthfully. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Sure. I really appreciate it, John. Thank you.